If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. All right, Mind Pump listeners. Uh, you're about to hear us talk to... One of my favorite people uh, to like watch. She's like a walking superhero. Uh, Dr. Terry Walls. Uh, she developed the Walls Method, uh, which is a protocol to combat uh, autoimmune disorders and, and diseases. But she really echoes a lot of the stuff that we talk about. Um, she's a lead researcher on a lot of it. Brilliant mind on cutting edge yeah. uh, on cutting edge nutrition and the future of how we will eat. For it, sure. it, you know, she has her own story um, that she had to go through. She almost she almost became decapacitated by her own illness and had to cure herself, and that's what brought her uh, on the path that she is now. Yeah, which was really interesting to hear her answer when you asked her about. You know, if she contributes that to her eating in the past. So that was kind of neat. She dove into also. Yeah, she was pretty firm on that. Right. Like, yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, uh, was she a vegan or vegetarian? She was, was she? a vegetarian. vegetarian um, right? And so she talks about for 20 years. Yeah. And so she talks about some of the some of the things, you know, that she had to do to heal herself from uh, multiple sclerosis and a very bad form of it. I mean, she would have been, mm-hmm. she, was she probably a, wouldn't be with a, us she now. She was in a wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. Declining so rapidly. Pretty, um, pretty amazing stuff. I mean, she went into that. She went into why, the whys of why she should eat a certain way. She went into a little bit of why chronic conditions all have this kind of one thing in common. So mm-hmm. whether it's MS, Crohn's, cancer, diabetes, these all of these uh, chronic conditions that Western medicine fails to really solve uh you can link it back to nutrition a lot of like again a lot of the stuff that we talk about Well, i love too that she really she in this episode she actually gives some really basic good information too like for just the average person if you're Mm -hmm. not if you Mm -hmm. don't have an autoimmune if you don't if you're not struggling with ms or something like that she still gives some really good advice for the average person if you want just great brain you want your brain to be functioning right when you're in your 50s and 60s moving from supplements to real food oh it's just so refreshing i love that that she said that and she talked about the why she had the science behind it and uh, so the, here's some areas that you find her before I go into that though, um, because we do talk a lot about nutrition. We do talk about fasting on this. Uh, she does talk about the benefits of fasting. I want to make sure you guys know that we offer an intermittent fasting guide and a nutrition survival guide. These are great tools to teach you how to do and apply the things that she talks about to yourself properly. Because, uh, if you just take this advice and you try and do it yourself haphazardly, you're likely to not benefit yourself and you could harm yourself, especially with fasting if, if you don't do it right. So mindpumpmedia.com, you'll find our fasting guide, nutrition survival guide, and we have them bundled for a discount. Now you can find Dr. Terry Walls online at Terry Walls, that's T-E-R-R-Y-W-A-H-L-S.com. You can find her on Facebook at Terry Walls MD. She's also found at Twitter, just her name, Terry Walls. And then on Instagram, she's got a great Instagram page because she actually posts pictures of the kinds of foods that you should eat. So that's the one I'd, I'd really say you should probably follow. And you can find her at Dr. Dr. Terry Walls, and that's on Instagram. So without any further ado, here's Mind Pump talking to Dr. Terry Walls. I'm an academic control medicine doc and certainly had a very conventional approach thinking the newest drugs, latest technology was the best way to get people well. And all this changed when I developed a chronic disease, uh, progressive, for which there's no cure, uh, relapsing, remitting MS. Um, I knew within 10 years of diagnosis, uh, half people aren't able to work due to severe fatigue. And the third, have problems walking in a cane walker or a wheelchair. So I sought out the best people, uh, went to the Cleveland Clinic, uh, saw the best people at the University of Iowa, took the newest drugs. 
still to three years, my disease had transitioned to the progressive form of the MS, and there's no more spontaneous uh, remissions or improvements. I uh, then uh, switched to a more aggressive uh, drug treatment, uh, metazantrone, and then to the new biologic treatment, uh, Tizabri, continued to decline. Uh, and that's when it became apparent I thought I was headed towards becoming bedridden and quite possibly demented by my illness. I would begin to uh, read the basic science because I know my basic science colleagues studying their mice and rats uh, have some uh, uh, insights uh, to treatment uh, that are discovered 20 to 30 years ahead of clinical practice. So I began experimenting on a variety of vitamins and supplements, and I slow the speed of my decline. I can tell if I'm missing my vitamins and supplements, my fatigue is worse, but I'm certainly not recovering. My Cleveland Clinic doctors tell me about Lauren Cordain and the paleo diet. Uh, and they actually did that if I backed up in 2002 before I needed the wheelchair. And so after 20 years of being vegetarian, I adopted the paleo diet, went back to eating meat. But it continued to decline. The next year, I needed uh, the wheelchair. I took uh, the mitoxantrone and then Tizabri. But I stayed with the paleo diet because at least I was doing something. By the summer of 2007, I was so weak I could not sit up in a regular chair. Um, I had a zero-gravity recliner that let me have my knees higher than my nose. I had one at work, another one at home. I could walk very short distances, like 10 feet, using two walking sticks. And I knew that uh, probably in the next year, I'd, I would be having to finally go out on disability, uh, possibly in six months, uh, because uh, the brain fog was getting to be more and more troublesome. That's why I discovered the Institute for Functional Medicine. I took their course on neuroprotection. Uh, I had a deeper understanding of the various things I could do to help protect my brain, a longer list of vitamins and supplements, which I added. I also discovered electrical stimulation of muscles, which I added to my uh, very simple workout regimen, um, which, by the way, if I did, it was 10 minutes of very simple uh, mat exercises. If I went longer than that, uh, I, I was totally non-functional uh, and had to lay in bed for the rest of the day. Uh, later, uh, a couple months into this, I uh, had the insight that I should redesign my paleo diet using this list of vitamins and supplements I was taking to get that from the food supply. Uh, so that was more research. When I had that sorted out, that was at the very end of December of 2007. And I started this new way of eating. Uh, which eventually I, I would um, organize and structure. We call it uh, basically the Walsh diet. Uh, within a month, uh, I could tell that my fatigue was diminishing. My energy was markedly improving. Uh, in three months, I'm walking uh, with a cane. In six months, I'm walking, mind you, still with a limp, uh, but walking throughout the hospital without uh, a cane. At nine months, I get on the bike and pedal around the block for the first time. Uh, in about six years, I'm crying. My kids are crying. And that really is when I'm like, well, who knows what, what might be possible. Um, and at 12 months, I do an 18, uh, 18 and a half um, mile bike ride with my family. Wow. Uh, and this really changes how I understand disease and health. It changes uh, the way I practice medicine. And it would ultimately change uh, the focus of my uh, research program. Uh, and so that would lead to... Um, my becoming this huge champion of using diet and lifestyle as the primary means to treat chronic disease to uh, uh, this creation of 
better health and vitality as the intervention that I use clinically uh, in my uh, clinics uh, and in my research programs now. Wow, that's a, a fantastic story, and I have so many questions uh, after hearing you say that. And I, I watched uh, a TED Talk um, that you had on YouTube. It was about 2 million views, and the, the title of it for our listeners mm-hmm. is Mind Your Mitochondria. Uh, it's a uh, exceptional video. Um, now, for the listeners who aren't familiar, MS stands for multiple sclerosis, and this is a an autoimmune uh, disease that attacks the nervous system. Is that is that correct? Is that accurate? Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. So the uh, immune cells begin damaging the myelin, which is the insulation on the wiring between uh, brain cells in the brain and in the spinal cord, leading to problems with pain, uh, with balance, with vision, uh, with uh, motor function. Okay, and uh, the the current treatments uh, with mo- like most autoimmune diseases is to attack the immune system to depress it. And some of those medications that you named off, if I'm not mistaken, those are chemotherapy drugs, or at least one of them was, if I'm not mistaken. Correct, correct. So the the first uh, level of drugs were uh, interferons and clopaxone. I tried those for three years, uh, went downhill. And then I did metazantrone, a form of chemotherapy, continued to go downhill. Then I went on Tizabri, which is those new biologic drugs in that fifty to $100,000 a year range. Wow. And continued to go downhill. Uh, then I was taken off that, put on a transplant drug that's about 15000 to $20,000 a year. Uh, and that was back in 2003 or four when I was uh, uh, put on that drug. And that's why I began to experiment on myself. Like, you know, uh, the best that medicine has to offer isn't stopping my decline. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, now, you talked about taking supplements or identifying nutrients that were essential for mm-hmm. brain and nerve health. Uh, would you mind kind of going over some of them? I'm sure there's a lot of them, but sure. some of the more important sure. ones. So, you know, when I first started all of this, I identified about 20 uh, supplements, then I uh, got up to about 36. Um, and that's when I redesigned the diet. I And in our clinics, um, the we get most of these nutrients through food. The stuff that we use in our livestock clinic is really uh, very, very basic. Uh, I measure everyone's uh, vitamin D level, and I make sure that we get their vitamin D uh, up over 50 nanograms per mil. Um, we measure their homocysteine, and we give uh, B vitamins, uh, methyl B12, methylfolate, to get the homocysteine low, uh, down below 7.5. Um, in those are the things that we do for everyone. Uh, Then I will personalize uh, and make some other suggestions based on their family history uh, and their uh, life exposures. But, you know, uh, vitamin D, uh, the B complex. Oh, the other thing that we do is uh, I'll give a couple grams of cod liver oil Mm. uh, to everyone. Mm. uh, Now, uh, what what really fascinated me is uh, through your story, talking about how you use supplements to provide those for yourself, but then you progressed faster, or, or what I mean by progress, you got better uh, when you I, got them through I, it, food. Yes. You know, I, I, I really like the paleo diet, uh, I, I, uh, but I, I uh, feel pretty strongly, I have to remind everyone, the paleo diet did not reverse my disease. I continued to decline. Taking the supplements may have slowed my decline, may have helped the fatigue somewhat, but did not lead to recovery. It was when I added functional, and when I saw the functional medicine, I had a longer list of supplements. I was still declining. 
It was when I combined what I learned in ancestral health, the paleo movement, uh, and functional medicine, and redesigned all these principles around food, diet, and lifestyle. That is when the magic began. Mm. You know, it's so refreshing to hear you say that too, because uh, I, we have to be careful when we talk about things on the radio right now too. That we, something we we talked about the ketogenic diet just recently, and just because we talk about the benefits of it, all of a sudden people take that and run with it like it's this magic diet that's going to save everything, and it's a collection of other things and just uh, the food that you're eating. Well, what but, I find really fascinating is how uh, because the industry that that we work in in fitness. Uh, supplements are uh, just like the, that's what generates most of the revenue. And I hear people saying all the time, "Well, I have all the nu- you know nutrition I need. I take all these supplements, all these vitamins and minerals, and trying to explain to them why food is superior. Uh, you know, a superior source of these things. Why do you think that is? Why do you think if I take these supplements, well, it'll be, do well, but well, eating the food will do better? So, uh, food. Um is many more things than just uh, supplements, vitamins. Uh, it's a much uh, richer, uh, complex set of uh, molecules, for one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you want to take your supplements, where are they being manufactured from? Um, are, are they from genetically modified bacteria in China that have been reformulated and shipped here? Um, when we, for example, identify uh, the B vitamins and we first labeled uh, folate, we had to pick what we thought was the most biologically active compound in a series of compounds that are very closely related that when I eat the plant are all there. Mm. Food is a much more complex mixture of compounds than a supplement is and we get that whole uh, complex mixture. Most of the nutrition that we have uh, interacts in a very complicated way with the other nutrients. Uh, for example, zinc. Uh, people may read that you know zinc is a really uh, very important nutrient for the brain. It's involved in t- over 200 enzymes. So I'm going to start taking nut- uh, zinc. And I may have been low on zinc, so I feel great with this new addition of zinc. But zinc is also... Um, the same receptor that takes up zinc will take up copper. So if I keep taking uh, supplemental zinc, I will not be able to take in copper. And what will happen is, over time, I'll develop a copper deficiency, which also creates huge problems for my brain, for my immune cells, and leads to a different set of problems. Whenever we take supplements, we are likely to get the ratios wrong eventually and create nutritional deficiencies. If we get the food, we get things in the appropriate ratios, we're more likely to have a healthier microbiome, and we're more likely to have health and vitality. And I have to keep reminding people that I, I don't have a supplement program. I have a food program. And we may use targeted supplements based on your clinical circumstances that we'll follow and figure out when you can drop them back off. But the real magic occurs from the food, mm. not from the supplements. They, thank you for saying that. Um, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the, are there any foods that are, are big, um, you know, big red flags, foods that you tell your patients or people that they should probably avoid or, or, or not eat completely? Sure. So uh, anyone who has a chronic health problem, I uh, tell them uh, they should avoid three foods, two in particular, uh, gluten 
in casein. So gluten is the dairy is, is the protein in wheat, rye, barley, and many ancient grains. Casein is a protein in dairy. Mm. So I asked them to go grain-free uh, for 100 days, preferably also dairy-free, although they can have clarified butter. And the reason is if your uh, immune cells are irritated by the grains, they're probably going to be irritated by the dairy as well. And until you take the food completely out, you don't know what level of symptom reduction you might experience. I also encourage removing eggs for uh, 100 days because egg protein is the third most common uh, immune irritant. So we, we take out the three biggest offenders, um, and then I ask them to have uh, vegetables, lots of vegetables. Um, it, so greens, uh, sulfur-rich, cabbage, onion, mushroom family, and then deeply colored stuff like beets, carrots, berries. Uh, you know, six to nine cups, and you're measuring it before you uh, cook the stuff. Um, according to, you know, appetite uh, and size. So basically eating meat uh, and vegetables. And it depends on, on um, how much you're training, uh, how big your muscle mass is, as to how many, uh, how much protein you're going to eat or, you know, how many uh, ounces of meat you might have. And there's no need to uh, stuff yourself. But mostly I want people to eat vegetables and sufficient meat without overdoing the meat. Mm. Now, Dr. Walls, uh, speaking for, you know, for yourself, have you attempted to reintroduce any of these foods to see how your body will respond since you've oh, been sure. off them? So, um, you know, if I accidentally get exposed to the wrong food, uh, the gluten, dairy, or eggs, my face pain turns on. So it's, it's an electrical uh, pain across uh, either the right side or the left side of my face. It's never on both sides, it's one or the other. Wow. Uh, it's horrific. I can't walk. I can't talk. Um, and I usually need uh, very high dose steroids to turn that off. Wow. Is that, is it so, immediately you feel that? Uh, well, within 48 hours. Wow. So it, it will turn on in about six to 48 hours. Uh, I've, I now travel with prednisone because, you know, when I tell people I, I can't have this food, I, I've, I've become increasingly clear when I go to a restaurant and say, look, if I eat this food, I'm so ill. Uh, I may be hospitalized. Is it what is safe to eat? And then next thing I know, the chef is out. We have a little conversation. Uh, yeah, and I also, if my friends are feeding me, I offer to bring the food over and say, look, I, yeah, the reactions are so severe, I could be hospitalized. So I'm happy to, to bring some food so we don't have to worry about my getting into trouble. Mm. Uh, now, but, you know, the first couple of years, as I was, uh, as I was traveling more, I wasn't quite so clear with with people, and I would occasionally get food that was not as clean as it should have been, and so my face pain turns on. And um, fortunately for me, the the pain is horrific enough that I finally figured out I, I need to be uh, this explicit, uh, this safe, or you know, just have tea and not eat. Hmm. Now, what do you? Uh, now, I know we have we have listeners right now who are listening to this, and a lot of them are saying, "Well, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not sick. I don't have any issues, so shouldn't, you know, it's not a big deal." Does this? Are there any implications for what you are finding with oh, your studies sure. uh, for for every, everyday people, healthy people who for, have no for everyone issues? Else. So, uh, the age of uh, onset for memory loss, uh, early dementia, is steadily dropping. Uh, we have people who are becoming disabled because of cognitive decline in their early fifties. Uh, occasionally in the late 40s. 
So I, I would say most of us would like to know who we are in our 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Right. We want to be able to recognize our family, our friends, our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren. We want our bodies to work uh, into our 70s, 80s, 90s. You know, and I plan on having it work when I'm 100. Mm-hmm. So uh, getting rid of the gluten, getting rid of the sugar in the processed foods, eating vegetables and meat dramatically lowers your risk of cognitive decline, uh, of dementia, of uh, heart attacks, obesity, diabetes, uh, mental health problems, autoimmune problems, and cancers. So if you're healthy now and you'd like to have a clear brain that works really well in your 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, this is, and you want to have lower healthcare costs, uh, when you want to be working until uh, you're 65 as opposed to having taken early disability, this is the, some of the best money you'll ever spend is to get rid of the trash and eat vegetables. Now, Dr. Wells, how uh, how much pushback have you gotten from like your peers and big pharma, have, when, especially when you first oh, started? Sure. So, you know, when I first started doing this, uh, my so my partners here at the University of Iowa, at the VA hospital, had seen this decline and stunning recovery. And then people started seeing that yeah, I, I'm, I'm focused on diet and lifestyle in a traumatic brain injury clinic and primary color, uh, care clinic. Uh, and some of the clinicians just thought uh, this was crazy because it was not FDA-approved stuff. Right. They complained to the chief of staff. I had to go meet with him, review what I was doing, explain the science, show him the papers. And he became a, actually very supportive. Um, and as the residents and my colleagues saw these very positive results in the traumatic brain injury clinic, in the primary care clinic, uh, yeah, I was getting steadily uh, less pushback. Uh, then the chief of medicine came to me and said, we'd like to take you out of primary care because we think what you're doing is so remarkable. We want you to have your own clinic. So then I uh, uh, was pulled out of that and I ran just the track brain injury clinic and a uh, functional medicine clinic that we call the therapeutic lifestyle clinic. Um, and then um, I... Uh, my career shifted again. Uh, I got funded for a major research project, so we're doing that. And then, uh, to my um, credit, or uh, maybe uh, to my disadvantage, I got promoted uh, into an administrative job. So now I'm uh, chief of the extended care and service uh, uh, line. So I have clinic one day a week, research one day a week, and I'm an administrative doc three days a week. Fantastic. So unfortunately, I had to I had to give up my traumatic brain injury clinic you know, oh. to do all that. Well, at least there's a little you know some some a good end to that you know, and uh, you got some well, pushback, but the, they started listening. The, well, and the good news is, uh, as the service chief, I'm able to approve uh, and get more of my uh, physicians and other staff sent off to training uh, in functional medicine. Hmm. So we're bringing functional medicine into our uh, pain clinic, for example. And I'm uh, trying to get some more uh, staff uh, to grow my uh, lifestyle clinic. You, you so know, that well, is helpful. You know, Doctor Wall, something you know comes to my mind uh, hearing you talk about all of this. I have a very close family member um, with Crohn's disease, and uh, something that has worked very, very well for him is something called the carbohydrate-specific diet. But it's very, oh, yeah. very similar to some yeah, of the yeah, stuff yeah. you're talking about. And then I have uh, other friends with other autoimmune type disorders uh, that are not MS, not Crohn's, and they too respond to similar treatment. And so, 
you know, I know, you know, Western medicine tends to look at all these different, you know, uh, chronic disorders and diseases as being very unique and different, but it seems like they have something in common because a lot of them, there's oh, lots yeah. of science now, animal science in particular coming out showing that uh, they seem to respond well to very similar protocol of eating a diet Absolutely. very much like yours. Why is that? Why do you think that is? Why is it that they all have, what do they all have in common that are causing these people's well, immune systems to attack themselves? We, um, chronic disease is mostly the same disease. We have nutritional deficiencies. We have uh, altered microbiome. We have mitochondria that are not working well. We have toxins that are stored uh, to excessive levels in our fat. We have a history uh, of infections that we may not have cleared. And um, we have unrecognized food sensitivities, nutritional deficiencies. So our cells are starving. We've been uh, sending the wrong epigenetic signals. And so what, what I've done is I've uh, designed, and, uh, very intentionally to recover myself as well as I could, a program to maximize the health of my cells. Mm. And because life is self-correcting chemistry, when you do that, you begin to do your chemistry more and more correctly. And when you do that, your cells get healthier. And when you do that, your organs get healthier. And as your organs get healthier, oh my God, this, this really crazy thing happens. You euthen and your quality of life improves. Your pain goes down. Your energy goes up. And your need for blood pressure meds declines. Your need for diabetic meds decline. Your need for pain meds decline. And your need for immune suppression, mental health medicines decline. And lo and behold, before you know it, the instead of being on 25 meds, you're on 23. And then you're on 20. And then you're on 18. And we, we may not get everyone off, but the longer that they follow the program and the healthier their cells become, the healthier they become and the less medication uh, is needed for them to be well. That's wonderful. I, I, I'm, I can't help but feel like we're on the cusp of a kind of a revolution in, in Western medicine. I'm, I'm hearing more, it's still a minority, but I'm hearing more and more people like yourself with the oh. education and the background. Um, Cause in the past, the people who would talk about these things, you know, nobody took them seriously. They weren't doctors. They weren't scientists. Uh, but we're hearing more, you know, doctors and, and you know, researchers it, like yourself. It, and we have more citizen scientists, people who are, 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 are trying these things, uh, experiment of one. And like, wow, I am feeling better. And then they use social media to talk about what's happening. And so more and more of the public are willing to use diet and lifestyle uh, as part of their uh, treatment for their chronic health uh, conditions. And so this is creating more demand. And people are willing to say, I don't care if this is covered by my insurance. I want to feel well, and it's worth it to me to pay out of pocket to find a functional medicine person or to find a health coach or to find a nutrition professional or a movement professional to help me implement all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the medical schools are, are, are paying attention to this. They're like, God, now maybe uh, they are needing to be more responsive. Um, you know, and the National MS Society saw this and saw their constituents saying, this is the research we want funded. Uh, and so, I, actually, I worked with them to 
get their science uh, scientific review panel uh, uh, added some people who do dietary and lifestyle research so they could put out a call asking for diet and lifestyle studies and have this new panel you know, review these studies. Uh, and that's why the MS Society is now funding diet and lifestyle studies. And, and uh, I'm happy to say we are one of those studies uh, that they are funding. That's very, very cool. Dr. Walls, do you have a specific um, exercise or movement protocol that you follow? Well, um, yes. So uh, here's sort of the, the kinds of things that I do. Um, I uh, do some stretches, of course, every morning. I have a VibroPro, and I have a little strength routine that I do on my VibroPro. Uh, I do some hula hooping uh, for my core strength, and I have a mat uh, series of exercises uh, that I'll do. Uh, I also uh, do some uh, inversion therapy on an inversion ta- uh, uh, table uh, as well. And I'd say this whole routine probably takes me 45 minutes uh, to do. And then I'll bike 20 minutes to work. Uh, and then uh, I'll work all day and I bike 20 minutes home. And uh, on the way home, I uh, for the last uh, uh, 12 minutes of my bike ride, I'm doing intervals. Uh, so when I get home... I'm really uh, breathless and some nice uh, training on the way home. So, so I get strength training, balance training, uh, aerobic training, and some high intensity interval training. Very, that's a that's very a very good protocol. That's a great routine. <laughs> it's you know it's it's amazing uh, because a lot of the the diseases and, and issues that seem to plague uh, you know advanced nations are of these chronic uh, variety. You know, it, we've solved a lot of the acute problems. But it's like, you know, cancer, you know, autoimmune diseases. And they're all explode. self-inflicted. They're all self-inflicted <laughs> by our diet and lifestyle choices. And, and, and you know, a lot of the stuff so, you're, the, you're saying about our diet, I mean, you look at the major crops that we invest in, we subsidize. Uh, it's, it's like we're making it worse, you know, as we continue to... to we, and in the, uh, we had this naive idea, uh, world hunger, we wanted to solve world hunger, and we thought it was simply... Uh, uh, not enough calories. So if we would uh, subsidize production of calories, that would be the best thing we could do for world peace to decrease hunger. Hunger has much more to do with political instability than um, uh, inadequate calories. Oh, oh, absolutely. We throw, I mean, we throw away more food than I think some small nations. We throw nations away 40% really... of our food. Yeah. And so um, in my lifestyle class, we, we spend a lot of time teaching people uh, how to cook, how to minimize food waste, because uh, the people that I serve, uh, vets, don't have any money. You know, my, my people are on disability. Uh, they're on, on uh, VA pensions. They are extremely poor. Mm. They're not buying organic foods uh, when they first come to clinic. Uh, we're talking about getting conventional food, getting frozen food, getting canned food. But the key thing is they got to cook at home. they got to eat, you know, these from these categories, mm. uh, green, sulfur, color. Then as they begin to figure this stuff out, you know, they're gardening, they're hunting, they're fishing. They're beginning to uh, figure out some uh, organic food, uh, uh, getting things more sustainably. But mm. they, start, they they don't start out doing that. And, of mm. course, not everyone can. Some folks, uh, money's so tight, they're always going to be uh, conventional food, frozen and canned. And that's okay. People, We all have to live with our economic reality, mm. whatever that is. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't like you anymore right now. Um, so okay, I'll give you guys a big hug and kiss. <laughs> All right. So you, you know, one one last one. So you, um, you were a vegetarian before. 
all this. 20 this, years. Th- now, this is very speculative, um, of course. I know scientists and doctors hate it, you know, when they get que- questions like this, but do you think had you eaten the way you do now before uh, you, you became you know, uh, diagnosed with MS, do you think you would have prevented it? From, from oh, happening? gosh, yes, I'm sure. Wow. So, you know, I, multi, multiple factors. Uh, the toxic exposures from the farm, from being an art student, formaldehyde, high stress levels, not enough sleep. Um, uh, I, I did exercise the, the whole time, so I, I did that one correctly. Um, you were then, a black belt you know, in taekwondo, I, weren't you? Uh, black belt in taekwondo, so I, I never missed uh, working out. So uh, I was a real kick-ass sort of girl for quite a while. Um, <laughs> And, you know, I grew up on a farm. I decided for moral reasons to quit eating meat. My farmer parents were horrified. They knew I was wrecking my health, were really leaned on me. And, of course, being uh, all that more defiant, I pushed back. And that probably led to why I was so resolute for 20 years to not eat meat. How I interpreted the vegetarian diet, uh, too many grains, too many carbs, too much gluten, uh, it certainly, and certainly now enough uh, D12, absolutely added to and accelerated uh, my disease. I'm, I probably would have still become ill ha- even had I been uh, a meat eater because I'm, I'm sure all these other factors, the toxins, the uh, gluten sensitivity, uh, the microbiome disruption still would have occurred. And I, 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 I think I still would have had MS. Uh, probably would not have been as fast or as severe. Hmm. If there was, uh, you know, a f- just a few very simple tips that you could give or, you know, advice you could give our audience uh, or, you know, just the average healthy person, uh, you know, that would give them the most sure. the most bang for their buck, what would that be? Get rid of the sugar and sweetened foods. Um, get rid of the processed foods, eat vegetables instead. Wow. Excellent, and you recommend, right along yeah, you 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 recommend quite a bit, and I think uh, it was your TED talk. It was one of your talks I was watching that, you know, you you had everybody raise their hand, and then you started to okay, if you don't eat this much, and almost the whole room was dropped down for how many vegetables? Yeah, <laughs> right. And nine cups of vegetables, three 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 platefuls of vegetables in a day. Yeah, I think and they're like, oh my god, who could do that? Right, and I think I really well, I think people that eat vegetables still think that they, I think they have no idea how grossly they're under eating. Still, that's why it's I, I wanted to bring correct. it up. Yes, what you do is get rid of the sugar and the grain and the sweetened foods, and you're eating just non-starchy vegetables and you know six to twelve ounces of meat. You're going to be eating a lot of vegetables because you're really hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what people. Uh, our thinking is, I'm not going to give up my six to ten servings of grain, and of course I couldn't possibly eat nine cups of vegetables. That's you have to give up the, the sugar in the processed foods, and, and then you'll have plenty of room for your vegetables. Unless, you're like many of my paleo friends, you eat only meat and no vegetables. Now, I have some uh, vets who only want to eat meat and vegetables, and they say, okay, uh, you need a lot of organ meat, and if you want to have your water-soluble vitamins, you're going to have to eat that meat raw which I can't recommend because of the public health concerns. Mm. Organ meats. That's a big one. Organ no, meats. Nobody that's eats organ one. meats anymore. I go, I, go to the but, I go to the butcher and they basically give me chicken livers for free. That's how nobody wants them, you know? Chicken livers, uh, heart, um, it, you can, it, it's very inexpensive to get uh, organic uh, organ meats because most people don't know how good they are for us and butchers uh, often just give them away. 
but it's 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 there's, there's a great tip for people that are trying to save money right there it's pretty um yeah. what about um i've seen a lot of science coming out lately on uh fasting intermittent fasting and its effects on autoimmune diseases and and the immune yeah. system uh is, is there anything uh, have you looked into that or yeah. is that part of your protocol fasting is, is fabulous so over since uh we've been around as a species 500,000 years, we've had uh, uh, to get food, uh, find it, uh, or grow it. Uh, and so intermittently, we, we don't have enough food, and so we have to wait until there's food available. So we've always have been fasting, uh, uh, either because of drought, famine, war, or winter. And it turns out that our species evolved so that fasting was good for us. It stimulates uh, nerve growth factors, and it's a signal to your to your body uh, to do repair work, um, and so it is great for your mitochondria. It is great for repairing you uh, to have this fast. Now you can do this. It's great anti-aging stuff. And there are there are a number of ways you can do this. You can have reduced calories. So you're eating only about half the uh, calories that metabolically we think you need. You could uh, eat uh, every other day, uh, but you still only eat the normal amount of calories on one day and then nothing the next day, you could have at least 12 hours of fasting or 16 hours of fasting or 24 hours of fasting. You could do a three-day fast. So there are many variations. Uh, and depending on your health circumstances, um, it, there, there are pros and cons. In general, I have people ease into uh, these, these concepts. If you just try and do it all, all at once, yeah, it's pretty miserable. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you sort of uh, transition into it, uh, it works well. Well, that's uh, uh, great advice. We actually have a fasting guide so people could kind of you know get some advice on how to do it properly because I think when people think fasting, oh, just don't eat. Uh, if you've never done it before, you can have a tough time. It's a problem. Yeah, yeah. you can have a tough yeah. time. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, uh, can be a problem. Dr. Walls, I know our time is up. Uh, we've had uh, a fantastic time talking to you. I really appreciate you yeah, you're getting amazing, on our show. for sure. Definitely. So um, let me tell your listeners a couple things I'd, I'd like them to know. Uh, one is how to find me on my website. Perfect. Which is terrywalls.com. In uh, uh, a couple other things, uh, we have a seminar that we have every year uh, that uh, the public comes to to learn all about the Walls Protocol, the latest science, other speakers that I bring in. And I've now started uh, certifying health coaches and other health professionals because I have so many people from around the globe trying to come see me. I decided that I need to start training other health professionals as well. So um, we have that information uh, all on the website as well. Well, thank you very much again. Uh, I'm, I've been a big fan of yours for a long time. Um, I personally, uh, you know, have uh, you know um, autoimmune type uh, symptoms, uh, irritable bowel syndrome, and at one point I thought. I was uh, getting going you know, potentially into full-blown Crohn's disease, and uh, a lot of the ways I healed myself um, is a lot of the stuff you talk about, and now I have almost no symptoms. So um, hearing you know, someone like yourself talk about this and get as much notoriety as you're starting to get to you know, get is, yeah. uh, is very exciting, so I really appreciate it. You know, it, it, it's a gift uh, that we got to have these uh, sort of annoying health experiences because without them, we would have continued to go through life uh, without this knowledge, this awareness. That is true. And uh, instead, we get to have this knowledge, awareness, and are able to help so many millions of other people. 
that they could be getting their lives back to. Doc, do you have any other any other recommendations of other people that uh, other leading researchers in your field right now alongside you? We, we've had Dr. Diagostino uh, on here recently. We had uh, Sean Stevenson with Sleep Matters on here not too long ago. Like, who are some other minds that are, are oh, heading? Dale uh, Bredesen. So Dale Bredesen, he's a researcher out of UCLA. Uh, he's into uh, Alzheimer's. Oh, and okay. Dale and I, we both use functional medicine to approach these progressive neurological diseases that we all know should never get better. And uh, like me, he's, he's showing that he's reversing these uh, neurodegenerative diseases. Uh, and like me, people originally called them a variety of unflattering terms as, <laughs> and did oh, think man. that he could possibly, that what he was doing was correct. Uh, so we, we both had to overcome immense resistance, but because we see these stunning uh, successes, we are, you know, plunging forward in now working on teaching other clinicians how to do what we are doing. Because if, if we're going to wait for all the science to catch up, it's 30 years for this to become the standard of care. Mm. I think it's immoral to wait that long, guys. So mm-hmm. Dale and I are, um, we're doing the science, we're teaching other clinicians. Uh, I think Dale's uh, writing a book, uh, likewise. Uh, so we can get this information to the public so the public can decide, you know what, um, I'm going to try, try these things because diet and lifestyle is pretty safe. Well, we, we, uh, it, and his protocol and my protocol have considerable overlap. That's because he's using a functional medicine approach for uh, Alzheimer's, and I use the functional medicine approach for MS. It, it, and they are remarkably similar with, uh, you know, very similar uh, wonderful, uh, exciting results. I mean, it's 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 shocking, but it's not. You know, it's a, it's yeah. it's incredible. So, well, we like shocking, to all- but it's not. Yep. We, yeah, we- reach out to him. I'm sure he'd love to uh, chat with you. We will. Yeah, I wrote we- his name down. You said Dale Bredesen. Dale Bredesen. It's B R E D E S E N, and he's at UCLA. Okay. Yeah, I think his institute is called the Buck, as in a boy deer. Okay. Uh, Buck Institute. Okay, we are going to call him. Yeah, and we just want to make sure that you know that you have a platform if you ever want. If you when you do release your book, or if you got a, any big mm-hmm. seminars going yeah, on, you want to well, help. Well, uh, well, I'll put you in my database. Uh, we'll see if you'd like to help us uh, promote the seminar when we're ready to uh, uh, promote that, and uh, for next springs because I'll have a, a cookbook uh, that'll be coming out helping people understand how you can do this in terms of time and money mm, uh, to implement. Great. Uh, eating this way. No, we'd love we'd so, love yeah. to we'd love Very to help empowering you. Empowering for our audience. Yeah, yeah, and I you know I've heard you on a lot of podcasts and uh, uh, you know on in, in interviews and you've been on a lot of health podcasts and we are uh, we're unique. You know we're a fitness and health podcast, but we're also comedy. Um, you know we've been coined the Howard Stern of fitness, and we have uh, so our audience. You're going to be reaching people you may not have normally yeah. reached. You, you oh, know been able great. to reach before. So uh, yeah, we'd love you to know, help you. Uh, it just resonates really well because uh, in order to teach well, you have to have good stories, you have to be entertaining, and you have to have some, you know, some, you know, valid scientific points, of course. But you have to have uh, stories, and you got to be fun. Yeah, uh, that's it. It's definitely our formula. We've tried know, flavor. Aren't, yeah. gonna, uh, aren't, aren't gonna stay with you. So. Yeah. Well, thanks again. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Excellent. Okay. I'm glad I'm glad we finally connected. So <laughs> yeah. I'll add you to my database. All right, Doc. Thank, <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye bye now. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. 
If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.